Hello, Nomads, and welcome to episode 35 of the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. My name is Brandon, I am your host, and I'm also here with Eric. Gotta get your hands dirty if you're going to achieve the impossible. Nice. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, Dave? You're a magician, not a wizard. <laughs> okay, alright. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then special guest, Justin, from the Wheel of Horror podcast. What's going on, Justin? Hey, what's up, guys? Do you have a quote by any chance? I do. And uh, mine is, are you watching closely? Yes. Uh, Classic. I thought somebody would have gone with, the only way to throw it is with a bloody double. <laughs> that was I a good impression. Good, <laughs> good Michael Caine. Uh, Michael Caine. A, a lot of good Caine in here. Yeah, returning uh, favorite, I guess. Huh? He's a, he's an he's a all-star for the Nomads. We've had him... Oh, wait, no, only twice, right? Have we had him in other in other movies? Like just Interstellar. Just Interstellar. He's just very fresh. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Well, I, anyways, yeah. So we're referencing the Prestige, which is a Christopher Nolan movie that came out in two thousand six, I believe. Right. Yep. And this is one of those ones where one brother starts the idea, and then they kind of putts around for a few years, and then the other one comes in and he helps him. So this time it was Nolan struggling with it. And Jonathan came in and helped him write the rest of it, which I thought was really cool. I love when brothers just in general can come up with an idea and make something together. So I think that's cool. Uh, Now, Justin, we connected on Twitter and I remember you were just asking like just Twitterverse, hey, was everybody watching this weekend or something? And I said to Prestige. And you were like, what'd you say? Like, I love that movie or something like that, right? I think I said that's one of my favorites. Yeah. And, you know, from Wheel of Horror podcast, I was like, okay, that's interesting. So here you are. (laughs) But uh, Eric has seen this, I know. But Dave says says he thinks he saw it. I thought I didn't. Parts might have been kind of familiar, but I did not remember 99% 99% of this movie. All right. So at this point, Dave, you and I only have one movie left of Nolan to watch, right? Which is Tenant. Yes, I believe so. Right? Okay. Which does look good. It looks like another Nolan movie. They all kind of have that loose loose science goofiness, time manipulation, some sort of some sort of weirdness going on. So looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah. Um yeah, pretty much time, Michael Caine. <laughs> you know, like, and now Hans Zimmer's like his his guy, but uh, yeah, great movie. Uh, we'll get into that, but before we do, we always kind of, as we are in our first act, we like to catch up on what we've been up to. But before I even do that, we in the background have been working on some community stuff. So we created a Discord. Now, now we've talked about this before. We use Discord to communicate, um, just ideas or with like our guests or whatever on the show. Um, And I've learned the power of discord just in general, just for any kind of content that you're looking for. There's, there's going to be a server and a group of people just like a Facebook group or whatever. um, But on discord and it's cool because of all the technology, video, gaming, you know, messaging, all that stuff. It's great. So I love discord. And now we're getting to the point where we're going to start opening it up. We're going to phase it out but we want to open it up to other people into our discord. So we have been building that whole thing. It's great. Um, All we ask right now is that if you are um, a regular listener, 
And hey, if you are a first-time listener and this is the first time you're hearing your beautiful voices, uh, if you want to be part of this community, which we're big on, uh, by all means, all you got to do is email us and just share, you know, your favorite movie, comic book, uh, I don't know, TV show, video game. Just share some world that you love to go and visit. And like, this is a great place. I'm glad I got to experience it. And I would love to talk to other people about it. Who knows? We might even pick it to be a topic on our show. But uh, Eric, if people wanted to email us, how can they do that? Uh, just email us at nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. And I will get back to you with a link, invite link to the Discord. And we'd love to see you in here. Love to chat with you. Yep. Yeah, and that's it. So we're just going to be phasing that out. And then we'll just open up the doors to everybody else. But right now, we just kind of want to get like our community going with the, those who have been there and commenting and listening and sharing the, the show. But all right, done with that. Let's catch up real quick. So, Dave, what have you been doing since uh, we last talked? Uh, since we last talked, I finished up uh, Witcher Season 2, the uh, latest and second season of The Witcher, um, featuring <laughs> Henry Henry Cavill. Um, if you've seen the first season, it's not as action-packed as the first. It was good. It's good. I like the... Really? Slower the, than the first season? The first season had a lot of time jumping and all sorts of, you know. It was yeah, it was like a monster place. monster of the week type deal. Like yeah. you know, he'd be hunting a different monster each episode and all there's, that stuff, which I liked. I enjoyed still the first monsters season. and all that stuff. It's just a lot more walking, a lot more horse riding, a lot more sitting around drinking mead and doing stuff. They introduce a lot more characters, a lot more of the mages and that kind of stuff, and they follow their plot lines. Um. It's, is there an iconic song in the second season? There is. It's not as good as Toss a Coin to Your Witcher, I gotta say. Ah, oh, uh, man. That one was a earworm, and it was very classic. This one, yeah, there is a jam in there, but uh, it's a little more serious. It's not a party jam like Toss a Coin. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an actual linear story this season. Um, Geralt, Siri, Yennefer doing all their witchery things get to meet some of the other witchers and stuff like that but uh it's good if you watch the first season i'm sure you're probably already into the second one so uh there's that and then on game pass they added a couple indie games and uh the one i tried out on a whim just uh completely blind the other night uh was i believe it's olija oliha oliha mm. mm-hmm. is uh it's a little side scroller 2d game it reminds me of like those old DOS games. Um, what is it? Flashback or another world? Yeah, flashback. Like yeah, it's got that real chunky very cool pixels. pixel art. But mm-hmm. like the animation is very fluid. It's very yeah, yeah. So it's got Definitely that look to it. Like that. It it does this thing where it like some levels are bigger than others. So it's like it's a lot closer in some levels where you get like the big fat pixels, and then some it's pushed back a little bit, and it looks a little nicer. But it's Kind of, I want to say it's kind of like a Metroidvania E, except you know, oh, actually no, I can't even say that. It's it's just a side scroller and beat him up really because you don't really have to go back to the same places, but mm-hmm. uh, you can't get to the next chunk of levels until you get there. But um, combat's pretty smooth. You get like this spear that teleports you around. I've been playing it too, and I, I I've noticed the combat. The combat is actually really good for like a side scrolling. 2d pixel art game like dave was saying this harpoon thing that you get 
you can use it to kind of grapple to enemies and like pull them in close and then do your hit combo um and like all the hits feel so it's really like, like halo good and chunky but 2d <laughs> yeah exactly like halo okay but yeah it's, it's really fun i'm enjoying the combat i probably only played maybe hour hour and a half of it but yeah, I would, it's not I would, long i to keep going on i'm it. almost done and i'm probably only played it for like five hours so it's probably like a six i'm guessing it's probably got like six but it's a really simple story there's no uh no voiceovers it's all in japanese with subtitles and there's minimal subtitles i don't think there's any ui on the screen when you play well there might be a little bit in the top corner but that's really it there's no inventory it's pretty minimalist yeah no inventory management like you press start and the only thing are like unpause or exit game like that's it that's all you're getting they don't really explain a lot of it's you know trial by error and stuff like that but uh it's got a little bit of that um, Kingdom Two Crowns to it too, because you kind of get like a little home base that you're kind of you're rescuing. Ooh, okay, now you're selling it. I played it a little bit of it, but I yeah. didn't play enough. The story's kind of like you're like a, a guy that goes on like a she goes out on a sailing thing and gets shipwrecked with all his people in some weird mysterious land, and he's got to find his way back, kind of thing. But the story, yeah, the story is weird. Yeah. So you're just rescuing guys as you go through the levels, and they show up back at your main base, and that's where you go get buy your power ups and stuff like that. And it gets nicer there, but it's got the Kingdom Two Crowns like pixel depth of field where there's like water that's moving slower in the front, and then the ground, and then the background. It's like a cool parallax kind of effect on it. So, but it's cool. It's a quick little. Uh, you know, six-hour game. It was made by uh, Skeleton Crew Studio, published by Devolver, which puts out some cool stuff. Oh, I love Devolver. Like they make all like the fun little team. Yeah, all the little games. Yeah, anything, anything by Devolver, I would check out. Yeah. Well, it came out this month, last year, so it's about a year old, but just got added to Game Pass, and it's worth a, it's worth a quick little jaunt if you like those pixely side scrollers. And that's about it for me. Who's next? Dave, I need I'm going to I'm I'm going to ask you every week. I need a quick Animal Crossing update. Oh, uh, yeah, we're in uh the switch is deep. Uh the one kid actually <laughs> hid the switch under the couch so his sister couldn't play today. It was a it was a whole thing. <laughs> a whole thing. But uh they're coming along. Tom Nook's a fucking slumlord. It's just building out his desert island a little bit, having everybody else do all the fucking work for him. But uh <laughs> It's good. It's I don't, we, there's not too much. Everybody's got their own island, and you know the kid was the first one to start it, so the kid is in charge of the island, and he named it Gibberish because he didn't know what to name it. So it's like GBNFT. That's the name of the island. Nice. So just, NFT. Oh, oh. No, I don't think that's in there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's cool. It seems like I don't know. It's just like an idle game, like maybe while there's a show on or something, just to go in and look around there's not a ton to do there's no action it's just kind of like a little stardew valley without as much action it's relaxing yeah i don't know it's all right but it'll be going in the background for a bit it'll be bacon so we'll see what what happens bacon. there who's next uh, i'll go really quick sure i feel like mine's gonna be pretty quick um i also checked out aliha and game pass like i said i'm liking it I like the combat. I'll probably keep going on that. The other indie game, one of that came to Game Pass was the Pedestrian that I've been checking. That's out That's the well. one I played. That was Dude, actually kind of I, fun. That puzzle. I, I'm really into it. Um, so it's basically like a 
like a 2D, 2.5D-ish, like, side-scrolling puzzle platformer. It's 2D, but it's 3D. But it's there's like 3D, 3D environments. Game. Yeah. There's 3D environments. Yeah. Yes. But you're walking on a 2D plane, which is, like, so cool, cool, so unique. And the puzzles are, like, fun. Like, they're, you know, they require you to think a little bit. Um, and, like, I, I don't know. I just really like the aesthetic of it. You, I don't, it's hard to explain. Like, you're this guy, you know, the little guy on, like, the bathroom sign? Yeah, all black. Basically, like a circle. Yeah, stick yeah, figure man kind of. figure yeah. di- Yep. So you're playing. He like comes off the sign, and you're walking around, and you're like traversing between these different street signs, and like connecting them together, and solving these puzzles to move on to like the next yeah, zone cool. of the city and everything. It's really cool. As you, as you're doing this on a flat sign, like a 2D sign, when you do solve the puzzle and you go through the door. The camera then will like start moving mm-hmm. around this 3D space, and there's a lot of fucking detail for this game. It's just like, there I, is, like yeah. I feel like this looks like something I could explore, right? Like its own game, which I thought, well, yeah, was and like very interesting. You're on like you're on like street, you know, sidewalks and street fronts, and you like go into like like buildings. Like you'll go into like a coffee shop and then come out of it and go, you know, down like the the traffic lights and stuff. It's it's really cool. Yeah, it's so unique. It's unique for sure. Um, Gaming wise, I haven't been checking out too much other stuff besides that. Um, my wife and I started a show on HBO called The Leftovers. I don't know if you guys have seen and or heard of so it. So the first season it was great. I'll say a little bit of that. Okay. Second season threw me off a little bit, but yeah, we the first season was great. We're only f- like for through the first three episodes, but we're really liking it. I I just like the concept of it. Um, it's kind of like. Uh, like the Thanos snap. So one day these random, like 2% of the world's population just disappears randomly, like simultaneously. They all just disappear. There's no explanation of why or how or whatever. And it's basically just showing, you know, stories of these people dealing with the aftermath. There's a cool touch that they added to that, which I liked, which was some people might have lost one person, like their mom. Mm-hmm. Or they might have lost like two people. Or they might have not lost none. You or, know? or none. Like, but the one yeah. woman, she lost her two kids and her husband. She lost her entire family. She lost everything. Yeah. So she was just a mess. And I liked how they handled that. I thought that was like a really cool dynamic to that situation. Mm-hmm. Where like, oh my God, she's one of those. She's the one that lost everybody. And they, they make it a big deal. And I like that it's like, I like that it's 2%, like with the Thanos thing, it's like 50% of the Earth's population. Yeah. 2% doesn't sound like a, a lot. Millions it's 140, 140 million people. But like, that's what I like about it because we get to see these like little stories of how it impacts these people's lives. So yeah. it's really good. I recommend it. Um, definitely going to keep watching it. Uh, Justin, we'll throw it over to you. I've actually been kind of in like a gaming slump lately. Um, I built up like such a huge hype for Halo and I feel kind of let down from it. And I've just kind of been in a, I've been kind of in a rut. Like I downloaded they are billions recently on PC. That one looks cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a real time strategy. Um, Other than that, like I kind of just been hopping back and forth from like a little bit of Halo. They are billions. I played some like age of empires four, but like I can't, I can't get back in like the groove. Well, hold on. So for Halo, is it the what are you going to Halo for? The multiplayer or is it the single player both? Uh, for Halo, both. Like I expect yeah. a fantastic campaign, co op campaign. Um, 
Yeah, no co-op mm. is a buzzkill. No bro. co-op at launch. I'm with is, you on that. Yeah, that's why rough. I haven't played it because I'm like I've never played a Halo game. Okay. Without a part, I had my wife play Halo Reach because I had nobody. I'm like, babe, please, we'll play it on easy, please. I just don't. I don't. I just can't. I need. That's my thing. Halo has co-op, and they don't have it. So that's the big reason why I'm kind of dragging my feet on the story. Yeah, I refused to pay the sixty bucks, like, because I was that pissed off, like. All of us, me, Alec, and the other co-host who took a little break, Eric, huge Halo fan since high school. We were playing back in like eighth grade every day after school, not doing homework like we should. And <laughs> and like we, we were like playing. like everybody's story. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we were playing like six months prior to this on the Master Chief collection <laughs> to like, you know, like get the rust Ooh. off. Get hyped up. And then yeah. they released the beta for free, which was awesome. I was like, this is so nice and generous of them. And then it was just not done, dude. Just wasn't done. So from what I understand, and don't tell me like the ending, but it does not end, right? Like there's like, this is episodic. Is that what's going on with the story? Or am I wrong when I say that? The only person that beat it was Alec. I played a few hours of the campaign, found it incredibly repetitive. And then I stopped the multiplayer right before they released like the Slayer update where you could play just Slayer. Okay. Because I was getting so pissed mm-hmm. off playing like fifteen oddballs and one Slayer. I was like, "Dude, I know what you're talking about this. Is yeah. not random at all." <laughs> so. Right. I liked Halo Five multiplayer a lot, and I'm really enjoying Halo Infinite's multiplayer right now. Um, so I don't have any of those issues. I did think it was weird that Team Deathmatch or Slayer was not there, and I thought it was really weird that um, co-op wasn't there. So I know that they'll they'll add these things over time. Um, I can't speak to the single player, but it is a mixed bag, man. It is. It's kind of got some, I mean, I'm happy that it's doing well though. I'm glad that it's Halo's gotten the attention again, you know, cause master chief collection was a disaster when it came out, <laughs> it was broken as hell and they fixed it after like years of working on it. But like, how can you but, release a title like Halo a flagship title? <laughs> dude, like, It's not just like a game. This is when you think of Xbox, you think of Master Chief. And how can you release that? Who wants to play Halo solo? Who? Mm -hmm. I just have to assume that they were feeling the pressure from Microsoft because they already delayed it an entire year. Like they didn't have any exclusives coming out, you know, so they needed this big thing for this year. Yeah. Or last year, rather. I totally, I get it. I just feel like if you're going to release a game that's not finished, you shouldn't charge full price. Well, it also, I mean, it's tough because, like, you know, a lot of people say, look at Sony games, look at Nintendo games, you know, they come out and they're masterpieces. Also, those guys don't do any any multiplayer, really, with their their first-person games. They're, all, they're just a first-person experience, and they're great. They don't have to worry about any of the multiplayer effort and balancing and stuff like that. So I don't really like to compare... Halo to Sony and Nintendo exclusives. Um, but you're absolutely right. Like, like it's like playing God of War and you have an expectation. When a Zelda game comes out, there's an expectation. So, hey, I'm sorry. So, Microsoft, Xbox, they should treat Halo like that. Now, it is nice that they've taken their time with this. But, like, just get it together a little bit, you know? Like, just give us it finish just give it whatever it is just finish it don't trickle it out don't give a little bit here a little bit there it's very weird you would have gotten it in like you would have gotten it like another two or three years then 
which is it is it their fault for announcing it too early before it's actually like ready to start polishing it up or and that, yeah that's the argument i've read online is a lot of people say like just be happy it's out now or like... just release multiplayer just release multiplayer hey we came out the multiplayer infinite and then people are like, oh, i love the new guns i love this engine great <laughs> now you can stop working on that and just focus on story because you've already heard that the guns are good you know what i'm saying like they could have done that they could have phased it out but yeah, the weird, the delayed co-op is the weird part because it seems to work. It's pretty smooth and I don't really get any hitching or anything. Like I played, I don't know, maybe five, ten hours of the campaign. So I'm a mm-hmm. chunk into it and it's yeah. just going to say it does get a little lonely out there. Uh, <laughs> it feels like you're doing like the Assassin's Creed, like checking out like all the spots on the map. That's about it. That's weird. The Warthog right. is designed for co-op. The whole <laughs> vehicle is designed for a buddy to be on right. that back. And the other you one and fucking me. driving. Brandon, you and me yeah. within oh, the yeah. Warthog. Justin, you got to play with us. I'm always the driver on a Warthog. But anywho. <laughs> I'm the gunner on the back. Brandon. Yep. Brandon's a pro driver and he lets me get the well, kills. Listen, he lets yep, me I'm rack not going to brag, kills. but I'm pretty good at Slayer. Um, All right. I think the, the issue with the co-op was that this was the first one where it was like free roaming. And they just like probably it was just too much. It was probably just a lot to figure it out. Yeah, it is cool though. I like it. I like it. I think better than I don't know. Like the you just select a level and just play that level, and then you know wherever you stop, you stop. But it I don't know. They're dragging it forward, kicking and screaming. They still won't let you aim down sights. Yeah, and so, in I don't know. In terms of shows, I recently just absolutely binge the crap out of Yellowstone. Dude, oh, it awesome. is like everybody's talking. I've been about hearing it. good things. <laughs> I've, like I've everybody's talking about. It yeah, like two months ago. And then I got a free um, like subscription to whatever it's on uh, Paramount. I think pa- it is. Paramount right. plus, and I just yeah. ran through it, dude. Ran like in three weeks, ran through it. And oh, fantastic! I mean, I I slowed down a bit because I feel like I couldn't appreciate each episode just running through like three hours a day. Mm-hmm. the The concept is kind of like new, a little bit funny, where it's like a, a cowboy mobster gang of like the cow gangsters and they're like, you're on, you're on my land, but it was awesome. Dude. Like, the acting was great. The whole concept with like the, the native Americans and, and you know, like us and they had like issues with, with each other and then like bad ranchers. And then they were hiring hitmen. It, it was cool. It was real cool. Okay. Hmm. Sounds like game of Thrones meets the wild West or something like that. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah, anything else that you've been dabbling with? Uh, just all the movies in for the TV show, I mean, for the podcast. Do you want to um, plug your podcast real quick? I actually didn't do that in the beginning. Um, do you want to just kind of, you know, oh, like... Oh, yeah, I forgot. I, no, it's, it's on me, but, like, as a bad host, here I am asking you, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> in about, no, but, like, yeah, do you want to plug your, your show and, like, what kind of stuff you actually cover for your show? And then how we can find it. Yeah, so... I'm on Wheel of Horror. I I host it with uh, my buddy Alec and Eric, and we all do different segments. Um, Every Monday, they create a wheel and then they spin it, and they just do like a classic horror movie throughout time. It could be a 1960s horror movie, whatever. And then I joined to kind of take over like the social media because, you know, I love movies. We're all friends. And and their Twitter had like seven followers at the time. And, um, (laughs) and, uh, and then I was like, hey, we should do something called Fresh Films Friday, which it went from bi-weekly to now every Friday is a new released movie, whether it's streaming or in theaters. 
every Friday, um, kind of just to like expand the audience base. And then we got into the limited series. So like every Wednesday we release a Boba. Hopefully Disney won't take too long to release like the next one. And uh, we're just starting to do a lot more like collabs as I'm doing right now. Awesome. Sounds cool. Yeah, I, I've listened to a couple episodes of your show. I listened to, like I was saying, The, the Matrix, and I listened to your short form, the 15-minute uh, kind of summary of Boba Fett's like second episode. Um, I love it. I think it's a good show. So, yeah. how So how can people get a hold of you if they want to – I don't know. What do they type for a hashtag, I guess, on social media? <laughs> so uh, Twitter is at Horror Wheel, and then Instagram is – uh, just Wheel of Horror, and it'll pull up. And then we have a website, obviously, if you want to like go check it out. And Saw that. It's nice. The plan, yeah, the plan is to start getting some merch this year. Hey, you uh, sound like so us. Def- <laughs> so so <laughs> definitely have to check out that website, wheelofhorrorpodcast.com. Okay, cool. Well, glad to have you on the show. You're now a nomad. Uh, that's what happens when you're on the show. You are just automatically become a nomad. So glad to have you on here. <laughs> Thank you. I'll go real quick. Guess what I got, guys? I got an Oculus Quest 2. Ooh. Actually, I didn't. My mm. wife did. Isn't that, isn't that like the uh, MetaQuest now or whatever? <laughs> yeah, MetaQuest. Yes. Yeah, it's all weird. But it's Facebook, right? And they have their VR thing, Oculus. And she's like, I don't know. I want to get Beat Saber and like just kind of do that a couple times at night. And I'm like, oh, Beat Saber is so fun. Beat Saber is fun. I've always dabbled with it. I'm like, oh, sure. Would it be cool to have that in the house? Uh, my nose hurts because after wearing it for, straight for like a couple hours, I was just like, that's fucking bad. But um, I was just going to say you got blasted in the face while your wife was dancing. <laughs> yeah, right. But. No, the, the, I, have a, I think I have a small head, but like the, the, the thing was just like on my head and just hung on my nose for a while. And anyways, um, it's a blast. Beat Saber is great. The music that comes with that game is okay. The DLC that you can get, Lady Gaga, you know, Imagine Dragons, more pop songs that you yeah, know. all the, the licensed yeah. stuff. Because yeah, they have their own original soundtrack for like the campaign or whatever, which is fine, like you said. But yeah, the packs are yeah, it's and at. they they they've taken a a rule out of the Nintendo book where you just make everything expensive. So we're like, I've got <laughs> God of War for PS4 for fifteen bucks. I got the new Spider Man for twenty bucks. Right? I have Game Pass on Xbox. I have so many games I've gotten on discount. And then I get this uh, <laughs> this quest thing. I'm like, all right, Beat Saber, where is it? 30 bucks. <laughs> like, it took me a while to pull the trigger on it, too, because I'm like, do I want to spend that 30 much? 30 bucks, on, you know, but whatever. It game? is what it is. It's kind of like the Wild West in VR gaming. And there are some free games like this game, Echo. Oh, Echo VR. Uh, check this out real quick, and then I'm going to wrap up. But it's... <laughs> It's okay. So it's you use your two controllers and it's kind of like Iron Man. You're kind of like Iron Man. You have these little jets in your hands and it's really cool how your hands look with the Oculus Rift. I don't know how they do it, but they know the controller. It senses your thumb, which is kind of crazy. And like it happens in the VR. It's weird. Like just put just lift your finger off of a trigger and your finger lifts up. I don't know how it does it. Like it just knows these gestures. But anywho, um, but this this game uh, Echo, it's it's like arena three v three or four v four, um, you know zero gravity, uh, red team versus blue team um, frisbee, or like lacrosse meets Ultimate frisbee in outer space. Kinda. But there's yeah. like you can punch people in the head. It's wild. And when you're 
when you're in it, when you actually get acclimated to the controls and in VR, like you feel like, all right, I'm I'm Iron Man, and I'm playing frisbee with either iron men it's just weird but it's it's cool it's a game that you can only experience in vr i did try the demo of super hot because i've played the game the video game and the vr version is cool because when somebody shoots at you and you move time moves and you can grab a bullet Mm -hmm. you know you can punch a guy grab the gun and and it's like you're dude it's like the it's, ultimate like matrix or john wick like it's, simulator it's, it's you know? exactly what it is so super hot um that, that was badass. like 30 bucks i'm like god damn two games for 60 dollars like this is nintendo like kind of pricing but anyways it's cool just be careful if when you set up the thing if you hit if you think you're gonna have other accounts that are gonna be like using it because it's through your facebook like um just be careful how you set you gotta, up you gotta you gotta check out that that Vader game on there is I played a little bit of that a couple of weeks ago over the break. And like that is if you're a star Wars fan, that Vader VR is, I heard good things pretty worth it. I heard it's pretty cool. Yeah. I just want to put my hand out and do the Luke whoosh, and catch the lightsaber and then instantly slice off a hand <laughs> or something. Yeah. Beat Saber anything, does scratch that itch a little bit though. I do like some beat Saber mm-hmm. when I'm in it. I'm getting to that point now where I'm going from like normal to hard and uh, now it's like, I feel like I'm playing drums or something like that. And it's a little bit of a workout. So I like it. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Enough of that. Uh, let's talk about the prestige. So let's take a break. And when we come back, talk a little social, talk a little prestige, play a little game at the end. All right. We'll be right back. And we're back talk about some prestige but before we do eric you went on social media you asked a question anybody say anything back or was it just like this void of silence <laughs> we got a we got a couple things um nerds of the old republic podcast on twitter uh i i went and asked you know basically a simple question did you enjoy the prestige um and they said great film enjoyed the illusionist as well released the same year yes. with ed norton yep dude i think that's the what, same week yeah it's insane that's what i was thinking about the whole time i was watching this movie i was like this reminds me a lot of the illusion it's like the same i actually haven't period, seen kind of the illusionist I, I saw the illusionist just before the prestige like I, I saw that one on friday and then i saw the prestige on sunday and then I saw The Prestige that Monday because I had to see it again. <laughs> but whatever. Um, they said they enjoyed the, or the Illusionist even more at the time. Time for me to revisit Prestige and reconsider. Okay. Well, if they're listening to this conversation about The Prestige, I hope they write back to let us know where they landed. I would love to hear the, the follow-up and maybe we'll throw that on a, on a recording. Um, yeah. We also got our dear friend of the podcast, Chris Logan, um, with his thoughts on the prestige. Uh, he said it's a top tier Nolan film, loves the man's whole filmography, but admit, admit 
He wishes he would scale back sometimes and make more intimate movies like this again. Beauty of the story is that they aren't dealing with good guy versus bad guy, but rather two men on parallel paths of obsession. Angier becomes consumed by revenge, and Borden is willing to sacrifice anything for his craft. They each suffer great loss and hurt those they love the most. It's a beautiful, tragic tale, and it's unlike any movie I've seen. That was a good yeah, that was a good summary right there. That was pretty Yep, Chris, good. thank you for doing the heavy lifting for me. <laughs> so I hope people are listening to that. Because that was basically it. Um, and also, for the first time ever, we got an email with a recommendation for an episode on the future. This is from uh, Josh Myers, which we all know. Oh, oh yeah. Joshua. Yeah, Dave and Eric and I, we all used to work together. Yep. Um, he says, uh, The Expanse. Six seasons, ten books, seven novellas, comic books, and a graphic novel. Discuss. Ooh. I'll just squeeze that in over the weekend, <laughs> Josh. I have always been interested in checking out the Expanse like TV show, though. Like I wouldn't it mind does checking look pretty out cool. like the first season of yeah. the TV show because it looks like pretty cool sci-fi, like Star Trekky type stuff. I have heard good things about it. Um, so there's a TV show you're saying though? There is a TV uh, show. It's on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Yep, Amazon it's on Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay, who's in it? Oh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. No, nobody major. Okay. All right. Good. I like when I can get like a good, I know it's good material and I don't know anybody. That's the best way. Cause you get to let the actor not be the guy from that other thing, yeah. you know, like Dave, right? Oh. Separate like characters. Throws you off when you see, I see Brad Pitt. It's just Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes, yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. It got an 8.5. I saw the first season. Oh, okay. actually, I'm awesome. sorry. Thomas Jane's in it. The, the Punisher dude. The original Punisher. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah, All yeah. Right. yeah. That works. All right. I like that guy. Uh, the, the Punisher that was in Walking Dead? No, that's... Or the uh, Punisher that was in the movie in the 2000s? That one. Correct, yeah. Yep. That guy. Okay, cool. The yeah, best, that's what the, I thought The best version okay. of the Punisher. The other guy is John Bernthal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Good good name recall there. Um, Thank you. It's <laughs> only because I just watched him. I just rewatched the Punisher, so that's why. Oh, mm. okay. All right. Uh, anyone else there, Eric? Nope, that was it. Okay. All right. Um, well, that's good. That's enough so we can get into it. I mean, we Chris Logan from the Best of the Rest podcast just, I mean, that guy knows his movies, so he just kind of summed it up like he was about to do it from his own show, so that was really good. Where do we go from here? I mean, at this point, I guess, because I know, Justin, you like this movie. Well, there's a major, like there's a major reason that you know chris didn't mention so they robert angier and borden used to be they were friends they were yes. working together under the mentor- mentorship of john cutter which is michael kine michael uh, <laughs> and uh they were doing this whole act together and they were quote they were what they call shills which were the plants in the audience um <laughs> and so during at the beginning of the film during the water tank trick um angier's wife julia she attempts to escape, and uh, Borden actually uses a different knot than he usually does. And which, how that, do you not remember that? Well, there's a reason. There, this is that's like the first key hint that Borden oh, that is the... two different people. But that was that was when they were still shills. That wasn't <laughs> he didn't have a double back then. He was still. They were still doing their stuff, even though they were still working on their own acts at that time, you know. Well, she they gave each other a look like 
he looked at her in confirmation to do right. the knot, and she nodded. So, like, they both knew, and they also knew that they shouldn't have done it. So, let's not forget, though, there's a scene prior to this where we're introduced to the different approaches to um, uh, magic. So, the, the two actors where we have uh, Borden is Christian Bale, and Angier, Angier mm-hmm. how, how do we say his name? Angier. Mm-hmm. Angier. Uh, is played by Angier, is played by Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is of money. Borden is not. One is very wealthy, so we have to assume he's highly educated. He's very like proper. He probably is a man of a certain discipline. And we know this because he kind of just holds himself very well. Um, he was very articulate and all that stuff. And then you have you know, Borden, who is... He's got the Cockney accent, you know, and he's just so like... Like, we just got to wow people to the point where, like, it's just, it's like, it's pushing the whole world of magic. We saw that because he was challenging the rope. He thinks, like, no, we should do different styles of, of knots or whatever. And Cotter's saying, well, no, because if you, if you fuck around with the knot, it will kill her. She will drown. Mm-hmm. So don't do it. He's, He's always like the wise old man the, in this. He's pushing for the edgier, the edgier. He doesn't want to keep doing the same old shit tricks Born over and over again. Yeah. yeah. He's reckless, which we find out because, like, all right, please, if you haven't seen this movie, it's one of those movies where, like, it we were going to ruin it because there is a major plot twist. All right, good. The plot twist is he has a twin, right? So, Borden has a twin. One is more reckless than the other. And you kind of learn that at the end, all the actions of the one kind of affected the other. Um, but it's also not his fault because he was kind of... You know, one was getting married, and you know, what's the other one supposed to do? Or, you know, so, but, and he's the one that kind of got shot in the hand, and the other one didn't, and he got drunk. And, anyways, um, but we learn early on in the, in that scene, though, where like they're, even with her alive, uh, Angier's girlfriend or whatever, or wife, she's even kind of like, whatever, you know, like we can, we can do this, we can do this, we can try and whatever, like evolve the medium or whatever. So that way, the next time, when Borden's up there and he doesn't know what not to do. Uh, is it because not only is he reckless and he's not disciplined, he was also not the one that was in that conversation. That, so that's he didn't exactly have that what conversation. I was saying. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. So he wouldn't have known to watch out for. He's just like, I'm going to do another knot. But she, the woman, the one that drowns, she doesn't know that he may have not been the twin there. Nobody knows there's a twin. So she's just assumed that when she does the nod, she thinks he's, like, remember, like, whatever. I don't know. So I think that just kind of plays into it. Mm-hmm. There's so many little hints, which makes this movie really fun to watch a uh, second and third time or whatever, because you'll see these, well, that's why they behave. That's why they did. That's why they do that. So I just wanted to say that that's why that scene. That, so how does he not know? Well, yeah. Don't let the, We're getting we ahead. don't know. Don't let the old man Michael Caine be swinging We don't know which twin it is. Like I saw that and I'm like, somebody take the ax from the fucking 70 <laughs> year old man who's swinging it at the thing and swing it like a real man and get this chick. Give the Hugh Jackman who's fucking jacked. That's true, dude, yeah. He's like Wolverine jacked in this movie. And he just walks around. I'm like, you're a magician, but dude, you could like destroy anybody in a bar fight. He's mm-hmm. huge. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the, the structure of it. Cause Nolan, it's similar to Memento in structure where it starts at the end. I love when movies do this, but they start at the end. They show, the first one of the first things they show is 
uh, Angier like in the water tank drowning with Borden watching him as he drowns. And then we see Borden in the courtroom and he's getting framed for Angier's murder. So it kind of works itself backwards from that point. Um, and I like that it started there and we kind of get to see how that whole thing so that's a great unravels. intro too. Cause it's like, it's got an old blind guy down there mm-hmm. and you hear the, the sound of electric zapping and he's going down there to see like a guy drown. And it's like, what is this movie about? So I, I do have to applaud like Nolan here with his intro where like, this is, uh, this is not what I thought we were going to be doing with the magician movie, you know, in, in the, what is this? Eight, when does this even take place? Do we know? The 1890s. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I didn't even get the uh, the twin. I I understand like the the double, but I didn't realize that they were actually like literally twins. Cause, yeah, they're because yep, he's got like this brothers. little dot by his eye, and I was like, I wonder if I go back and watch it if like that little the little dot is by his eye the entire time or not. But I don't know. It was. I get it now though, but I didn't. I didn't get the twins reference. Because at one point, well, that's why they keep showing the two birds, those, those canaries, like a lot in the movie. In the early part of the movie, they keep referencing them. They talk about those twins, and it's it's a metaphor for what you're watching, um, like right off the bat. The whole movie is kind of a magic magic yeah. trick in a, in and of itself, where it's like <laughs> the one line they keep repeating. What is it? Are you are you watching closely or something like that? When he's like he's says it a couple times through it like it's kind of like almost fourth wall breaking talking to us it's kind of weird but oh mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's how i read it I don't know. and uh yeah like we said like you said brandon on my second watch this is my second time watching this movie and like knowing the twist you know knowing the whole twist with the brothers and that they're two different people in you know different scenes i was kind of looking for little hints you know throughout the movie that kind of tells you you know gives you hints and foreshadows what's happening so like um borden's wife is always saying like some days you know you don't mean it when you say i love you and other days you do because only one of the brothers is actually in love with sarah which is the wife's name so i made a note about that specific scene so and like justin you're probably like me where we've seen this movie more than like twice we've actually seen it numerous times so we're we're watching it we're seeing so many details that is a that is a scene that's a very big hint because i always thought that was like a weird thing we're like oh you know he's like he's balancing magic versus love i get it you know that's what they want you to think the first time right uh but i don't know like justin did you see this where this is the same time we're also introduced to fallon which is like i don't know what the word is but it's basically like his his number two guy for everything that he's going to be doing with his business, which is surprise. It's his, it's his twin undercover in that scene. I know for a fact, which one's which. So one is in love with Sarah. This is the woman that he courted who had, you know, they had a kid with. Right. Um, and she's the one that this is the scene where she says, like, I don't think you today, you do love me. Like sometimes you do, but this isn't one of them. Just before that Fallon is introduced, doesn't say a word and he leaves and she goes, uh, we can't afford him. Why? He's like, you know, it's it's hard enough just to feed us. He's like, oh, I'll just split my food with him. She's like, you're gonna have to split it with another. And he says, what? And his first thing he says is, we're having a baby. Uh, we have like we have to tell Phelan. Like, 
why would you make that call? Why would you say my business partner has to know that I'm having <laughs> yeah, a kid? That's weird. Because he was the dad. Because he's the one that she married and he's the one that she fell in love with. And she's, mm-hmm. he's the one that had the kid. So if he was there and the other twin left, when they got to that part where she says, I love you. And she says, I, she would have said, I believed it. But because it was the other one. But the scene, just a little, like a few seconds before, you get a little little tip that this one's... And it's it's so rewarding watching this movie so many times because there's they literally have done it is like a, it's so I'm trying to avoid the word meta but it's very aware and there's just it just knows how to pull a magic trick to the point where like the movie itself is is the magic trick it's just very fitting yeah <laughs> well it's funny because like the whole premise of this movie is these these two guys who used to be friends and do a show together are constantly trying to outdo each other and figure out each other's secrets. And like literally to the point where Hugh Jackman goes to America, pays Tesla, who knows how much money back then to create this machine that literally clones humans. (laughs) And at the end you find out, he's like, I just have a twin brother, man. Right. (laughs) He went through all this insane stuff to figure out, you know, his secret. Yeah. And it's funny because Christian Bale gives hints to this where they're watching the, the older Asian guy yeah, yeah. trick perform where he has the fishbowl. That and was a good saying, scene. Yeah, he's saying like he devotes his life to the act. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what Christian Bale's doing with this twin. Mm-hmm. Yep. But at the same point, like he's so in love with his work and devoted. Like he could have avoided all of this. His his daughter's mom killing herself just by being like, hey, look, I have a twin for us being famous and like to, to keep a roof over our head. Like nobody can know he puts on a fake mustache. And, like, sometimes it's him, sometimes it's me. Like, we'll just let you know. And he was like, no, I'm not going to even tell my wife. He's got this whole thing where, like, he keeps secrets. Like, the secrets are his big thing. Like, like, For the show. Like, you know, everything in my life is an open book except for my secrets. Like, it's kind of crazy how that plays out, like, to the nth degree, like, throughout the movie. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, the the Chinese fishbowl. Both of them are. It's the real hint to that. Both of them are willing to sacrifice everything that they love and care about, you know, just for the sake of pulling off you know, the greatest trick or greatest illusion ever. So, like, it's it's insane to me. And fun fact, that Chinese guy was actually, like, a real, based on a real person. Like, he okay. is, like, a real magician. Um, and he really, like, actually committed to this act in real life. Like, it was a white man pretending to be an old Chinese man (laughs) and like he, he never broke character. He never broke character. And the way he died was when a bullet catch, he was performing the bullet catch trick and that went wrong. And then like his last words were like the first words he spoke in English in like over 19 years. And he was like, like I, I got shot or whatever, or you shot me or something like that. It's, it's it's insane. (laughs) Fuck that hurt. Right. Yeah, Shit. it's it's crazy because every time I watch this movie, I think the same thing. Like if you Jackman had the ability to clone himself, I would have just cloned myself like 10 times and been like, you guys are my personal body <laughs> protect me from Christian Bale. But but, you know, he kind of like he didn't like the idea of it. And that's why he had his clone or himself die every time. Mm-hmm. But what was that? I so mean, actually we, in the, sorry, if we're going to jump like ahead to the clone, like we're talking about the cloning part already with the, the Tesla machine. Like the first time he tried it, he put a gun down because he didn't know what was going to happen. If like he gets all sorts of fucked up, he wants to kill himself. But 
Mm-hmm. He does it. Mm-hmm. The clone pops out, and the clone immediately grabs the gun and shoots him. Like, no, he no, shoots he him. He shot, shot the, the clone. clone. The, the clone is the one that appears, like whatever, fifty feet away or whatever. And then, yeah, the original quote unquote is the one still in the machine, and he grabs the gun and shoots the clone. But when he tell when he does the trick in real life, he goes through the door. And there was a clone yep. made. And the clone is the one that's left. That's the whole, that's the mind fuck That's about his it. sacrifice. So that I was going to say, when you guys are talking about, you know, the trick and like the dedication into your own. He's literally secret. killing himself every night to perform yeah. this trick. Everybody like, has their wow, own yeah. definition of what makes the magic trick. Like what's the trick itself. So for the, you know, and then it's the sacrifice to pull off the trick. So. Hugh Jackman's character, you know, it is cloning him. He couldn't get his hands dirty. He couldn't kill a bird. But after losing everything and losing and spending all that money to finally get what he wants, he finally is like, you know, I've decided the only way to do this is to become this creature that I'm about to become. He brought that pistol knowing that he was going to use it. He brought a pistol. Mm-hmm. And when he got there uh, and he turned it on, he shot the clone right away. He was already committed to do that. I'm, I'm pretty confident on that. Why else would you bring a pistol? You knew you were going to kill your clone. Um, he went down a dark path kind of thing. Uh, with Borden, he's like, no, but the trick is not the actual trick itself. It's not the actual performance, the me having a, du- it's not me having a double, but it's like, or it is me having a double. It's not the cloning or duplicating myself. And, you know, people think I have a double. He really has a double, but he's willing to lose his wife, mm-hmm. his brother, you know, almost his daughter, everything about him, about it. And it's fitting at the end because when he does kill um, Angier at the end, uh, it, they're talking about, like, why did we do this? You know, and I think they both have a different take. The whole time they had a different approach. Mm-hmm. So they have a different perspective where Angier's like, you know, we we did this. We did all this for them, for the look on their face, to know that it's not real. But for a split second, you know, we've just pulled one on you and you accepted the lie and that's it. And the other one couldn't figure that out because he's like, no, I see it totally different. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just like, just keep it simple and you don't have to do the match. It's just the way they, the whole time they don't see things eye to eye. And even at the end, they don't. And that's what I'm saying. Like their whole approach to magic was different. And I think, and it's brought up by Cutter, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Cutter right? Yeah. He says it many times. Um, even the secondary characters, they kind of see through these two. You know, they know, I, I know an obsession when I see it. Um, Scarlett Johansson's in this and she's like, you know, like I, you're, you're chasing you like, he's got a double. He has to have a double. He's got like prosthetics. He's got makeup or whatever in the back and we don't have it in the act. She told him the truth. Cutter said it a long time ago. The only way you do it is with a bloody double, right? You know, like he says that thing. <laughs> and then, he, you know, every, and, then, and then he even says it like himself. Borden says it at one point, like I just have a double, but it's too simple that he won't accept it. You won't catch you know? it the first time you watch it, but it's pretty cool because like, the whole movie, you kind of see. I think his name's Fallon, right? Mm-hmm. Fallon's, Fallon's face. the mm-hmm. the the fake character oh, yeah. for the. Yeah, yeah. you can kind of see his face, and you can make like an assumption, like hmm, that kind of looks like Christian Bale. But like, you don't know a hundred percent until the end at the prison 
when you have a direct look on his face and you're like, oh shit. Dude, his mouth like is quivering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a Christian Bale with like a, his face looks a little fatter. And it's like, they're trying to figure out all these illusions. Like, no, the, the mustache is there purposely to trick you. And it's so simple. <laughs> it's so simple. He has a brother. And it's so opposite of the other one who's going like to fucking Tesla and spending all this money. I will wait you out until you figure out how to clone. <laughs> like, dude, the opposite approach. It's, you know, and he's so theatrical. And Cutter says it in the beginning. He's like, you're all show with like, but like with the trick, but like you got the showmanship. And the other one's like, but you've got like the talent. You are the better magician, but you don't have the showmanship. Kind of, I don't know. You it's, know, I almost saw it as like Robert Angier, Robert Hugh Jackman. is. He's taking like the cheap and easy way out. Like he's buying, like he's gave Tesla all this fucking money. Like the whole uh, transporter man is just, he just stole his trick like straight up. Like, because he's going to his shows well, and seeing how he well, does stuff. And then, like, it seems like Christian Bale is, like, the hardworking, nose to the grindstone. I lost two fucking fingers because whatever. <laughs> I, you know, you showed up at my show. They keep, they, like, spy or spying each other. Like, showing up at each other's shows back and forth and back and forth. Then they both have this, like, weird yeah. thing where they're both reading each other's diaries at the, like, different points in time. I love the diary. <laughs> like, yeah, that's thing? cool. But then... Oh, they're really cool because, like, I don't... The way that you bounce around with time. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, one will be reading about the other one's diary about the other one reading their diary because he plants the diary. But they're it's, just so well, obsessed with each other. They're shit. like... Well, in the one diary, he's like, well, fuck you, ha, 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 I know you're reading this. And then, like, half an hour, 45 minutes later, it's like, <laughs> yes. no, mm-hmm. fuck you. I know you're reading it. It's just back and <laughs> forth. Yeah. Like, those two, uh, the obsession with each other, they just, oh. like, cannot... They cannot get over each other, which is... It's the whole driving force. One cool um, editing trick that Nolan did. So there's 146 time jump cuts in this movie, which is that averages one timeline jump per minute. So like they're constantly jumping between, you know, what's happening in the past and what's happening in the present and all this stuff. And I thought that was really cool. And you don't get lost. Like, no, like an inferior person in charge of this you know would have fucked it up we've seen other people do this time in general is like really hard to pull off so the narrative is very impressive i noted i made a note early on where a a lot of shit moves quick in this movie it's a tight script it's like that's how you know a movie's good when it's just tight yeah it doesn't follow along it's you know it's quick it's a little over two hours but it doesn't you know it, it moves super quick um but yeah going back to angier like he, his motives, his underlying motives, everything that he's doing is really to outdo Borden and get his revenge on him. So, like, he wants to have the greatest trick, obviously. That's, like, you know, that's his outward motive. But really, he really wants to get back at um, Borden. So, like, he has to come up with this trick that is so grand, so, you know unlike anything anyone's ever seen before, that it'll draw Borden in. And we see this in, like, his final performance. Like, we see Borden show up because he knows, Angier knows that he's going to show up because he wants to know how he is doing this trick. And that is the whole conceit of why he's doing it, you know, because Borden goes under the stage and he is in the right, wrong place at the wrong time where he gets caught in the act of seeing Angier die. And that's exactly what Angier wanted to happen, you know, so he would get caught put in prison and at that point he thinks he won he angier thinks he's won but he Which doesn't no know sense. that borden had a clone and you know 
and then we get the end. Why was he like? Why was he proven guilty though? Like, other than like the history and like maybe if there was even a mo- motive, like why he, the fuck yeah. is there a, a case it's of water under the trap door? That's all they had like, to go. Where's off the lodging? Of. And then like and then like Michael Caine, you saw him taking a thing trying to get him out, and he yells like, "Why? Where's the lock? Or like get him out? Or where's the key? Or something like that?" And I'm like. I don't know. You just got to accept it. I mean, That's I like thought that was pretty so bizarre. Back then. Michael Caine definitely knew something was up. They don't even know CPR back then. Like, uh, if somebody's drowning, I saw like, that. You got to do some chest mm-hmm. compressions okay. or something yeah. like that. Like, your wife. That that's a good point because his wife in the beginning. That's exactly what I was thinking. We, we we've all seen movies where someone's been underwater for a minute and then coughs up <laughs> coughs up water. She was unconscious for like less yeah. than three seconds. And Hugh Jackman just smacks her face. He's like, "Hey, wake up!" I'm like, "Okay, maybe back then they didn't know CPR, but like, yeah. I you could have saved her. Believe, you could have done something." You know, that's dude. a fact that it wasn't invented at the time. It was not nor- normal um, knowledge to to have that. But yeah, right. Yeah, like, damn, shit. They were close then, to keeping her. And then Brandon, going back to to your point, is it's questionable about like him being charged guilty because um, Cotter saw him trying to break the glass which if you're trying to kill someone why would you try to break the glass and the only question or the only thing that he had to prove him guilty when the judge was like how did he move this super heavy tank physically impossible to move he's like he's a magician it's like okay well <laughs> how do you that still doesn't like how scientifically did it? how did he uh... do it <laughs> you know? so and that's also a cool aspect is if you notice all the dudes who work with the magicians are blind. Mm-hmm. Now, are they blind because they don't want them to see the trick? Or did he hire blind people so that he couldn't be like, no, I saw Christian Bale like try and actually break him out? Or the he probably, probably just doesn't he probably just doesn't want him to know the fucked up shit he's doing. Yeah. Like he's yeah, cloning himself and killing himself every night. Yeah. So I think it's yeah, all all of those. Because yeah, he had that old old ass guy just sitting there. He makes a comment on it later in the, when they when they're opening up like the last place or whatever they're going to. Cutter comes in and says, "Like uh, you know, hired all hired all blonde people. That's a nice touch, you know, to add a little mm-hmm. bit of mystique yeah. to yeah. the show. It's it's so cool because there's so many points. Basically, the whole movie, you're thinking to yourself, like, what are they doing purposely to try to catch each other? Like, Angier purposely had a hundred shows. Maybe just he liked the number, or he gave Christian Bale enough chances to purposely go. That's exact. That's what I'm his, thinking. To that's to what I was his interest." To go because he knew eventually yep. he would go downstairs and he'd catch him once. Catch him in the end. He exactly. knew he'd hang for him. Yeah, that's, that's exactly exact, that was, was exactly what he wanted to do because he he knew he wasn't going to get through the all of those hundred shows and like I didn't I feel like it didn't take him long. It was probably only like the third or fourth night where you know Borden ended up showing up. Every magic trick consists of three parts or acts. The first part is called the pledge. The magician shows you something ordinary, a deck of cards, a bird, or a man. He shows you this object. Perhaps he asks you to inspect it. To see that it is indeed real, an order, normal. But of course, it probably isn't. Oh, you think you're going? Oh, oh, the bloody axe, you fool! Uh. 
second act is called The Turf. magician takes the ordinary something and makes it do something extraordinary. Now, you're looking for the secret, but you won't find it. Because, of course, you're not really looking. You don't really want to know. Want to be fool. But you wouldn't clap yet, because making something disappear isn't enough. You have to bring it back. That's why every magic trick has a third act. The hardest part. The part we call the prestige. One cool note that I thought as well, this movie is based on a novel of the same title, The Prestige. And the machine works a bit differently in the book. Um, so it doesn't do an exact copy of the person. It actually transports their essence into a newly created body, leaving behind like a dead husk, which makes the movie even more messed up because, you know, both of the the original and the clone both have their own like thoughts and feelings and personalities so that's i just feel like they added an even dark dark darker twist to the movie how do you find another body that looks the same um so it clones the body but it transports their essence into it leaving Uh, behind like a dead husk it's magic right exactly it's 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 science but i feel like with the movie they made it even darker you know because yeah he's gotta watch himself die like he goes into that trick knowing that he's about to drown every single time so it's kind of fucked up yep and you have that moment of on each show where he's like he asks the audience to come up and he's just standing there with his eyes closed like trying to prepare himself for that um and like whatever when cutter at the beginning when andrew's wife uh drowns like cutter tells him like you know i knew a sailor once and he said drowning was like going home but oh, then, that was cool. but then and at the like, end, he's like, "No, I lied to you. It's actually, it's agony." That was kind you know? of a big so fuck like, you. Every night, he's right. Exactly. That's when he knew that one was more, I guess, evil than the other. Because yep. regardless, well, at the end, uh, Cutter Cutter helps Borden, you know, like reunite with his daughter. So right, he, Borden. I don't think Borden didn't mean to do the things that he did. That's yeah. You know, he's just reckless, especially the one twin. He didn't mean to kill her, but it was because it's I noticed this um, where in his notes in the very beginning, when Angier is reading his thing, he said we started, you know, we were young. We never meant to cause any harm. You know, we just wanted to make like good magic. And they're showing us Borden and Angier. But what when he was writing in his diary, he was talking about him and his brother. Mm-hmm. not the other so you you were misled the first time you see because you're just seeing these two on screen so you're assuming it's those two but no it's you don't know there's a twin so it's actually about that so i thought that was really cool because it's like angier really is kind of like the the punk ass bitch dick. in this one he's a little bit magician i don't know oh yeah yeah and he's just jealous because him and cutter have talked about it we're like you're the showman but you're not as good as you know as borden so it's just 
that grudge that he has. Yeah, and the the sad part about it is if they had just worked together, they both could have been incredible, you know, and oh, rich that's and a good famous. Point. Dude, yeah. But I didn't even think about like, them working together. Yeah. They kind of have like this narcissistic approach where like they want to be a one man show, you know. They don't want to be like part of a me and my partner. They want to well, be yeah. the most famous magician. And there's also a point, well, there's a point where Andrew's trying to figure out Borden's trick and he ends up going with a double. Um, you know, that's not exactly whatever. He's good enough, but he's like a drunk <laughs> ass hat. <laughs> um, but there's that one, there's one point where Angier says like nobody cares about the man in the box or nobody cares about the man behind uh, under the stage. Like and this is he why wants all the glory. Yeah, he wants yes. to be when the he one. Does his, it's a cool shot. He does that bow. Yeah, but he's under the stage. I'm like that's a beautiful shot. He wants the and prestige. I, I get his pain right, but he wants to be the one. But then we don't know at the time. Borden literally is doing this as a twin where, like, the one will get it and the other one won't. Like, he's going through this. Yeah. Well, they switch so back and forth. It, the way they handle. And they, yeah. Yep. They're so con- 50, constantly 50, switching back still, and forth. But he's still under the stage kind of thing. Like, people just don't appreciate the person. It, yeah. Or the one, I guess. Mm-hmm. One is still not known. Like, the one name is there, but the other person's name is not there. He's failing. He's a nobody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you so. You really pick up a vibe for each person when Angie is dying and he said, you know who did the tricks and, and bale just looked at him and he was like we switched off mm-hmm. and he like jackman couldn't right. grasp it he was like damn right and how cool was that scene though like roughly around the halfway through the movie when he, they keep going to each other's shows mm-hmm. and he comes back and scars johansson's like like what happened and the the music just like kind of cuts out and he's just devastated and he's just he's like i just saw the greatest trick like I said, the greatest magic trick i've ever seen mm-hmm. you know and it's just you could tell it really got to him he's like he knew he lost so he had to change his plans to to be christian bale he won in the end because uh, the greatest trick of the movie was that no one knew it wasn't actually a trick dude he literally sacrificed everything the yeah, trick is just there is that. no trick it was a great movie with a great cast and i think it's uh it got an eight point seven or five on IMDb, and I think it's a little underrated. Like, dude. So yeah, I was just reading this. Rotten Tomatoes and it says doesn't it, like it it's, though. <laughs> it's Nolan's lowest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, before being surpassed by Interstellar, which is insane. What did Rotten did Tomatoes give it? So Interstellar has a seventy one percent. Seventy one. Uh, Prestige and Prestige has a seventy six percent. Okay, those are. I mean, dude, those are like C's and low C's. I, I'm an IMDb person. They gave it an 8.5. And I still feel like the average person, if you ask one of your buddies, like, hey, did you see The Prestige? They'd be like, never heard of it. I don't know. But it's great. That's kind of what I was thinking. I thought it was like uh, some sort of weird movie. I don't know how it got erased from my memory at some point in my long my long years. But I don't know. It's a, it's a great twist. What do you think of it? Now that you've seen, you know, most of his movies, like, do you... Do you think it's a great movie? Is Where do you it? rank it among the Nolan, the Nolan? It's got a lot of the the classic Nolan parts in it. There's the there's the Michael Caine. Uh, there is um, some sort of use of pseudoscience to it, where they tie in Tesla. They tie in some which sort David of Bowie. We haven't even mentioned David like, Bowie yet. He's fucking amazing. He's the perfect Tesla, that dude. Was when funny. he came out, I was chuckling. I, I go to my wife. I'm like, "That's Bowie." She's like, no, it's not. I'm like, it is. She's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, it is. She had to go on IMDb to like find out. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, dude, Smeagol's in it. Smeagol. I laughed. Yeah. Oh, Andy I Circus. know. I, he yeah. Was like, 
I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that he was Gollum. It's got at the a time. great cast. Mm-hmm. Andy Serkis was real good. He, too. Uh, he wanted Bowie to play Tesla. He's like, he's dude. Like, yeah, it, it he initially like, he I initially picture. declined it. Bowie did, and te- yeah. or Nolan like per- like flew out to him and personally told him like, you are the person for this role, and like Bowie changed changed his mind. He's got that aura to him, kind of where it's like that. I mean, he had one of the unknownness, or you know, I don't know. He had one of the cheesiest lines in the film dude when when jackman was like well which one which hat is mine and it zoomed in on its face and he's like is there all your hats <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. like you knew they were your hats dude you knew they <laughs> i know yeah why did he ask that they were yeah they were just hammering that point home like oh they're all the why same why were a pile of hats and cats are over there but no that like, dude that's that exactly what i was thinking like 10 like yeah, 20 feet away from their house, Nobody they're like, the oh, house. there's a pile if of hats. If they literally just stepped outside, they'd be like, oh, there's fucking hats over there. <laughs> like, what what is with all the cats? Everybody smoked cigarettes back then. So what is his name? Allie? Probably could have just walked out there and had a cigarette. And like, oh, fuck. Got hats all over the place. Shit. Like, how do you not uh, use that to, I don't know. That's like the greatest invention the world has ever known in the history of humankind. Yeah, he didn't want just... he didn't want to make it like his only wish was like destroy it because it's look at what it did right. to these people you know yeah but Tesla just yeah, want to exactly. know if he could figure it out he didn't mean for it to work it's like I figured out how to make atomic bombs but I don't want to use them <laughs> right you know, it's exactly. like that it's just like yeah and then Christian Bale ended with it and he could have like theoretically cloned Scarlett Johansson ten times and had ten Scarlett Johansons oh <laughs> like oh man could you can you imagine ten Scarlett Johansons <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Scar Joe fan. I was happy to see. I her. gotta say though, her British accent, her British accent though, I don't know about it. I don't know. Was that British? Oh, I thought it was like well, I mean, that weird old American accent, like the old. They're in London. American... I don't know, dude. I don't. That's true. Yeah, I guess I didn't pick up on that. Uh, one of my favorite parts in this movie though was the bullet trick where Christian Bale lost his fingers and like he looked yeah man he looked at Angie and like he knew he knew that he knew the trick and that he put a real bullet in there and he was kind of like oh shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dude that's another moment where like um there's a hint that Borden is like a you know there's two different Bordens because there's one scene where his wife is helping him treat his hand but then yeah. She says, like, uh, like your hand is just as bad as the day it happened. Like, why is it still bleeding? Yeah. But then we get right. the scene at the end where it's revealing everything, where they literally oh, took bad. the other brother's hand and fucking uh, chipped it off with, like, an ice pick. Oh, Which I got to say, like, I understand they probably did a lot of shows, and this is over the course of years, and there's a lot of guests in the audience. But, like, after the few times that this happened multiple times where like they each went to each other's show and tried to sabotage it you think they'd be like they'd look at someone's face and be like oh no not not you as a guest someone else it <laughs> happens get, so many times they get called on each other's stages over and over again throughout the whole right. thing it's kind of hilarious over and over again but what's weird because i i was thinking about that too and i'm like how do they keep not knowing it's him but then the last time angie angie Air picks out uh Borden, it's like he knew it was him because he needed him to go down. It's, like, yes, it's weird. Like exactly. that one time, he's like, so it made me wonder: did they know it was each other the whole time, or no? Right? Because well, there's uh, that Borden there, wouldn't want his 
there's that shot. one there's yeah and that and then there's the, the one trick where angier's doing like the yeah the bird trick and borden gets called up on stage to help him you know where he's got a hole <laughs> oh, he either side of the bird cage and he crushes the bird and like breaks the lady's fingers so he's that sure. like, well that's just... that goes back to why he had to do maybe a hundred shows because was it angia or his clone who brought the guest up and he said, like, maybe it'll happen on the third or maybe it'll happen on the 85th one that Christian Bale will come up and eventually go down. Yeah. It's right. a trip, dude. This whole movie's a trip. Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. I kind of it's it is yeah, one yeah, yeah. that you definitely need to see multiple times to kind of fully, I guess, enjoy and see all the tiny little nuances. Because I don't know, it seems like N- Nolan's attention to detail is a really good thing I've noticed throughout a lot of his movies. Um, he tries to i don't know he kind of wraps everything up and you know tries to cut off any of the loose ends in his movies where you know there is that sense of the unknown to him but at the end of it you're still kind of puzzled at like you know how shit happened or you know a lot of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. i thought it was great that's what it's like with the with the nolans it's like um dave approved (laughs) yeah right (laughs) He puts he puts all of the answers like right there for you, like right out in the open. Cause like he does that. So does Borden. <laughs> yeah. He, it's there. Everybody it's like there. it's called out. We show you two fucking birds in the opening shot. There's like a bunch of hats that sums up Jangier. And then hey, and then we cut to the bird room and you see two birds next to each other that are brothers or whatever. You know, like they're right there. It's like he he's well, the kid, putting it in your the kid face, risks. and that's so. What about like what about deep. his brother when he does the trick on stage? Like right. That, yes. He's constantly that's telling you how simple the trick is. It's foreshadowing. You'd yeah. never guess it on yeah. the first time though, watching it. Right. This is like Nolan's like in his stride. He's like he's not only like directing like this killer of a story with his brother. He's got like a really fun cast. Everything is very unique about it, but he's also got, he's pulling off some very impressive shots as far as visuals go. Cause like I, I called out how cool it looked when Angier is like, you know, bowing underneath the, the stage and all that stuff. And like that really kind of summed up his character. But there's like this shot also out of nowhere where they had these light bulbs in the ground and you're trying to like kind of paint how mysterious <laughs> Tesla is in this mm-hmm. town in Colorado. And I thought it was just really cool because the whole movie is mostly i think i saw something like 90 percent handheld which isn't really what you do for timepiece movies you kind of don't do that but he wanted to go handheld handheld for this movie to keep it more raw and fluid but he had some specific shots that you knew he needed to see and i think this was one of them with the lights i I Mm -hmm. forgot all about that scene where like there's just fucking like 900 light bulbs just in a field just in Colorado somewhere they're just planting in the ground yeah but all the Tesla stuff is all the mystery because the, even the the box the box we don't know what the box is until we know it's a fucking cloning machine until later but it's like and this is the this is the one unit that uh Lord Glasslaw or whatever Coleslaw or whatever <laughs> is fucking yeah, you know like whatever uh Angier's like alter ego is mm-hmm. his true form whatever um bought that thing but like we know and it's this creepy looking shape but it's cool because the camera's low and it's menacing. It's got this towering shot. So I think Nolan is just in the zone with some of his movies. And I think he was when he did this because he probably just got done doing Dark Knight and he probably went right into this. And that was like his probably like when he was writing his name. It's like a Spielberg, like boom, hit, 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 you know? 
So I think it's because I don't know how Tennant did. I don't know if it did as well, but I can, I know for a fact that he had a good stretch where he was just killing it. I, and this movie outdid the, the the Departed, a proven director. Hmm. Oh wow, D- yeah, completely different concepts, or or though, like that. you know. Yeah, it's hard to compare the two. Yep. Was Tennant the one where I I think I only watched half of it, where it was like moving backwards. They were like shooting bullets backwards. Uh yes. Dude, I, maybe maybe yeah. I got to give it another chance, but I don't I don't know about that. I've, I haven't watched. I've it. heard mixed things about it. Like a lot of people didn't I, like it. I was just watching and I was like, "What is going on here?" But I'll, I'll give it another chance. Is there uh, is there any sh- scenes or shots that I'm forgetting that this was like beautiful to see? Because I I thought this visually this was a really attractive movie. I loved I loved everything that I saw. You know, there's no scenes I would have cut out. There's no act like characters mm-hmm. I want to cut out. And like you said, like how much zipping around in time back and forth and being in people's journals and plot twists and like i got you no i got you and to pull that off i, I was just like bravo you know like it's it then the title of the movie is so fitting mm-hmm. you know it's i think it's great one of the things i noted about the prestige was like it was a very like steady pace there were no points where like yeah. it dipped and i was like oh this oh, is yeah. boring let me look at my phone and there were no scenes where i was like at the edge of my seat it was very just good the whole way Dude, yeah, like, yeah, like we were saying, like they're jumping, they're jumping around, man. Like they're jumping around constantly, and it keeps you on your toes. Like you gotta pay attention, or you're gonna kind of lose track of what's going on here. Um, but yeah, I feel like the conceit for this movie, like two rivaling magicians, like just that, I don't know, tagline to me wouldn't get me in the door. But like knowing that Nolan's attached to it, that it brings that whole other like layer. Okay. That, so you only saw you know, it, like Brandon was saying, because of Scarlett Johansson. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I completely, I completely forgot she I forgot was in. She was in it. it. Yeah, I completely. Forgot. Yeah, same. Di- I yeah, I saw. It. I only yeah, I saw it whatever probably a couple years ago, and I forgot that too. But yeah, the first time I saw it, I I was just hearing about it, hearing that it's a really good movie, and I should check it out. Um, so I watched it, and yeah, I was blown away the first time. But yeah, I think it definitely benefits from rewatches because you get all of those subtle hints of what's going on because like i said nolan puts them right out front for you but the first time watching it you wouldn't really know that but it makes it you know on the second rewatch it makes everything seem so obvious um and i feel like you know that's a really good touch um so yeah i loved it i think pulling off uh a movie that you want to rewatch again? Not 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 that you need to rewatch, but that you want to rewatch. It's like Memento. That's... It's like Memento uh, when we when we watched it for the show. I, that's the first time I had watched it, and it makes me want to rewatch it. I draw a lot of comparisons with Memento to this one, um, and just in the way that it's structured uh, and like how they go in reverse order and everything. So I, yeah, I, I definitely benefits from a rewatch. I was thinking, like, what if? They won't. We don't need to, nor nor am I asking for it. But what if there's a trailer Uh-oh. and it's a slow panning shot and it's Michael Caine's like, I told Dane to destroy <laughs> I told Dane to destroy the thing. Oh it would bring God. nothing but, but pain and misery. <laughs> and then it's just slowly zooms in and then it's and then like it turns around and it reveals it's the Tesla thing and they make a new movie. With somebody else with it and starring whoever fucking Charlemagne or whatever could be in the scene, but like I could see it happening. Like I feel like that thing was still. 
Is it, it still a, a Christopher Nolan movie? I was gonna say, has has Nolan ever had besides the like the Batman, Batman movies, movies? Have uh, Nolan ever had a no. sequel? No, honestly, no, he's be, he's. I thought, that. and I thought it would have been cool if at the end of the movie, after Christian Bale killed Jackman, he because he kind of looked at the machine. I thought it would have been cool if he cloned himself and he's like, got my brother back, but it's oh right. Oh wow. Um, also, it's funny you mentioned. Uh, I, Alec and I always do this on Wheel of Horror where we're like, what if... And it could still be done. It could be done. Uh, it could still be done. When they were fighting, when he was fighting with his wife, and she's like, I can't do this anymore. And and they're like, what, what are we going to do about it? Like, I thought it would have been so funny in my head. He, like, pulled out a piece of paper. He's like, bring up. He's like, we're getting divorced. He's like, I'm keeping the kid in the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> Oh, look at That'd that. be cool, though. I uh, thought... The one brother would have done I thought that, it would have yeah. ended with his oh, yeah. brother, like, stepping out of the machine... And it's like, oh, I got him back, but I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know, I didn't even think about that, but you could right. still do that though, because Michael Caine and Christian Bale are still alive as as human beings, mm-hmm. and they're also still alive at the end of that movie. So you could technically pull it off where he clones himself. He's he's just it, like, I told you not to do it, and he's <laughs> like, I did it, my brother. Bring them back. It could be a sequel. You know, and it's just, I can see it happening, but there's like a, th- but it's like they don't know that there's a third one, and they made <laughs> another one, and you know, and it gets out of hand, and oh my then, god, and then a huge, another Hugh Jackman was cloned that was like that ran away, that got away, and there's this whole like universe that we could, uh, the prestige verse could exist, guys. Like, oh, we saying. don't know that he only cloned himself once. He could have a dozen Hugh Jackmans out. It's true. Away. It's true. Which was kind of weird when you see all like the tanks and the underneath. There's like dude that la- the last shot of the movie is that why did he keep fucking him? yeah, yeah right? why aren't you getting well, rid of I these guess blind guys are sending it off what else well I guess they didn't have anywhere else to like dispose of them or yeah I didn't them, actually so yeah. just storing them in that dilapidated theater the blind yeah. guys are getting rid of them aren't got they? That. I forgot about that I don't think he cared because he owned the place and he knew that it was going to end with him like quote unquote dying so that people would forget about him and he would just live off as this like British lord. Even though I know there's no social media back then, but like if literally anyone ran into him at the market and they were like, you know, you look kind of familiar. Like the great Danton. And they're like, nope, not me at all. <laughs> so, but, so he sends know. all his minions out to yeah. do, his, do his work and send children yeah. to orphanages and blackmail people. And, you know, he just he's, get people. He you is know, the bad guy, though. Death sentence. Angier, angier or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like he's the. He's like the dark side of the magicians that will, you know, murder he killed people his wife, and though. do dirty shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but know, that was an accident. Was yeah. it? That Everything. Accident? He was he was just fueled by. Yeah, he was just fueled by revenge and he wouldn't stop until he got it. Yep. But it was it was recklessness. Sure. It was you. You knew better. You were given. You were literally warned by Cutter, who knows what the fuck he's doing. He's the one that called out the double early on so like he knows what he's doing he's like the wise old man so you disobeyed his direction mm-hmm. and you were reckless mm-hmm. but then again he wasn't in the room when he said don't fuck with that not you know but then when they do have that moment when the two brothers finally say goodbye to each other he says, i'm sorry i'm sorry for all of it like i just it was just the way i, I shouldn't have done i shouldn't have pushed angier i shouldn't have done the things that i've done like it, it's I kept fucking things up and I even pushed your wife away, you know, because mm-hmm. I fell in love with another woman, but it's not his fault. But like he, his love was for somebody else, not for her, you know, and he couldn't break character. Neither of them could break character. It was just, 
it's just bad all around. I mean, it's a sad movie. It's not a um, no. It's a tragedy. A for happy both movie. Of them. Yeah. You know, like technically one wins, but I feel like they still lose, at and it's that cost? whole sacrifice thing. Like, what we at what <laughs> cost? God damn, this movie's well, so good. Well, there's Fuck. a fucking there's a line. <laughs> sacrifice is the price of a good trick. Like that's that's that was what the model that they right. live by. Like they were willing right to sacrifice everything. And one bird has to be squished and thrown in the trash so the other one can be around for the next trick. You know, it's fucking. There are a couple, yeah. Like I don't know. The one spot I was wondering about was when the when Angier's doing his his transporter man with his double. That's like the drunk guy. Like. He mm-hmm. he fucked with him the one time and like he didn't go up and he delayed it and then he like did it and like why are you still fucking doing this trick you big dummy like you know that he's inviting he's inviting that guy to because he has power over him basically because he is the prestige of that trick so right like why like he couldn't even stop Ordinal. himself from doing the trick because he had to keep rubbing it in uh friggin' dude's face like over and over again yeah he lost he lost vision it's like what were they doing they they think yeah they it's like he lies himself he thinks he was doing to 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 make everybody like fall for the illusion of the trick knowing that it's not real but for a moment they're in disbelief Mm -hmm. and wonder what the trick is um but no it was he's lying to himself it was it was to push you know to be better than the other one and all that stuff you went off way around the world you spent Fortune. Really terrible things. Really terrible things, Robert. And all for nothing. For nothing. You never understood why we did this. The audience. Knows the truth. The world is simple. Miserable. So solid all the way through. But if you could fool them, even for a second, then you can make them wonder. And then you then you got to see something very special. It was the look on their faces. I there's one thing I want to bring up before we wrap up, but it, it, when Borden must have gotten down there and moved the bag for him to Angier to land in, so yep. he lands and breaks that leg. Oh, man, it was fucking was gross. Thing. I was like, ah, that sounded like it broke. He gets his limp. And uh, then he looks over, and lo and behold, Borden is there, mm-hmm. and he's like in disguise, and he goes up and he does his like thing or whatever. And I was like, man, he's really good at punking him. Uh, and is that the same scene where he goes? And by the way, like, yeah, because he tied up Root, which is tied whatever, up the, the other stunt one, double, right? And yeah, he lowers him down. And he comes on the rope. down. He uses it as an advertising for his own show. That's a burn right there. It's a sick burn. It's a burn. It's a jackass move. It was so mm-hmm. good, though. He punked his ass uh, in his own thing in so many ways. It was uh, 
the back and forth. But he forth. stole his fucking trick. They like, killed his stole... wife. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but that's yeah. what he says. Like Comes He shot his that. hand and Steven. He's like, even my wife died. So like you kind of get, you get the drive. You get, you sympathize with both of them. They both have a pretty good argument, but I don't think the one should have been hung for what he did. I think there's still a more investigation to be done, but mm-hmm. like I don't well, know. Whatever. It's a fucking movie. I think the one that got hung was the one that killed the wife, the reckless one. Yeah. If he did, in fact, mm-hmm. do it purposely. I don't think he did. We'll never know. But they, but we'll never know. Because I knew someone was fishy <laughs> yeah, with, we'll with never Fallon. Know, because unless they make a sequel. Fallon doesn't get in a line in the entire movie until right before his brother's going to go get hung and he just says goodbye. Like mm-hmm. literally that's the only line he gets. I think like, I didn't see him say anything and I don't know. I well, think we it's... don't, we don't know. Cause like they switched. Yeah. So maybe he, when, when he was doing the show one time he was talking, but I don't know. Who knows? Well, he couldn't, he couldn't, mm-hmm. when you're, when you're the twin that is in makeup, you can't use your fucking voice. He's a cockney right. guy. He's a, you know, he's just like, oh hey, oh I thought like this, you know. So the other guy, like, oh right, hey, oh I like seeing you. He's like, they'll be like, that guy sounds same fucking guy. So they're, you know. I think that's what mm-hmm. makes that's what makes the movie. I like. I was reading through quotes earlier, looking for something, and the, there's one that kind of like sums it up more or less because I don't know, like the audience in the show is the same as the audience watching the movie because you're there to see the magic trick because the movie is like, Oh, a, I don't know about itself. that because when Borden gets his fingers blown off, everybody's like laughing at him. <laughs> I wasn't laughing at that. I'd be like, he pro- they, I think they still thought it was a trick. Probably. You know, I thought, they thought just, that was start of the, part of the act. Being an asshole I'm with, no, I'm with you, Dave. I'm just being a jerk. No, but like the one yeah. quote at the end was when there, when he's dying and he's like, you know, you know, you never understood why we did this. The audience knows the truth, just like us. We know the whole movie's a trick. There's going to be some sort of twist. There's going to be some sort of something, you know, depth of, you know, trick of the mind, trick of the sight or whatever, however you want to put it. But, uh, but if you fooled them even for a second, then you can make them wonder. And then you get to see something very special. You don't know what it was. It was the look on their faces. Which is kind of like self-referencing the audience watching the movie as they reveal the trick, and you're kind of like, like that confused "oh shit" look on everybody's face when he realizes that oh, it's really just a body double, like that. It's kind of yep. like a I don't know a metaphor for the whole thing when you put it all together. I know, and I think it's doubly even that where I think that specific thing that you said, like that monologue or whatever, like is very true to what is happening in the movie with us as the viewer in the movie, Mm -hmm. of the movie. But it's also the fact that it goes back that I think that was just a place to have purpose, but his true purpose was to outdo Borden. Yeah. Outdo Borden and get his revenge. Yeah. Exactly. The prestige to get, to get Borden and be like, damn, you win. You're the one you, you got me. Exactly. It is, it is a good movie. It's a, it's a definite mm-hmm. rewatch. All right, clo- let's do some closing. Let's do some closing comments, um, and then we'll go to the game. But does anybody have anything that they want to say that we haven't touched on? My last little uh, dumb fun fact here: um, the main characters' initials spell Abra, so Alfred Borden and Robert Angier, as in Abracadabra. I thought that was a That's nice cute. little touch. Sure. Which is what Borden's. The the one twin says His final line as he gets hanged. 
Yeah. Mm. Abracadabra. No, but yeah, I I just keep comparing this movie uh, back to Memento. There's a lot of parallels you can draw there with the structure and everything. Um, I think, yeah, this is definitely Nolan's, uh, for me personally, up there with Nolan's best movies. Um, Like, it's fantastic. And I'm so glad that I got to rewatch it for the podcast because I feel like, like I said before, it definitely enhances it on each subsequent rewatch for sure. Uh no, it was a great movie. I uh, I don't know. It's very, it's a very Nolan-y movie after seeing a lot of Christopher Nolan lately. So uh, enjoy it, and I look forward to his next work. Yeah, great movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. If you haven't seen you it, go. we ruined everything for you. Yeah, why are you listening to this? <laughs> yeah, I gave you your warning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, you didn't put a spoiler yes. alert at the beginning. Oh shit. We're a we're a spoiler cast, but um. No, this is what it's it's also like under that rule where listen, this movie's been out beyond ten years, right? And some people have like a two year, one year kind of rule, but with COVID I can see a newer movie's being a little bit trickier for people. But if it, this came out in two thousand sixteen and you haven't seen it, I mean, I don't shame on you. Like you got bad circle of friends that aren't telling you to watch the prestige, <laughs> is what I'm saying. You need new friends like the nomads. But uh but yeah, no, it's a great movie. I love it. I love that we watched it over again. Um, I like that I can watch it again and see like, yeah, it's still really good. And I, I can get into it and all that stuff. So very rewarding movie. Um, other than that, we'll go into our final act. We're going to be playing a game. And Eric, are you hosting this game? No, I've got this Dave. one. Dave is hosting it. Hey. Okay. Okay, yeah. It's always a shit show when we uh, play these games. But uh, yeah, let's take a break and then we'll we'll, we'll play that. We have returned, and it is game time. And Dave, you're going to be hosting Movie 20 Questions. Uh, so real, real quick, if any people don't know the rules, Dave has a movie in his head. And the three of us, Eric, myself, and Justin, we're going to guess at, you know, ask like questions about the movie yes, yes or no but questions. he can only say yes or no to it yeah and that's it by the 20th question we cannot ask any more questions we have to at that point say the the movie uh and that's it um other than that i think i mean it's pretty simple but but those are the rules yeah you get uh, one one movie guess and after that you're done if you try and guess early yeah right it's not like back to the future all right it's over yeah nope. Okay. Tough titty, said the kitty. Um, for funsies, <laughs> for funsies, I'm going to have Justin kick us off. So fire away with the first question and we'll go from there. Um, is it an action movie? Good question. No. Was this movie released after the year 2000? Uh, no, this was before the year 2000. 
Is it a 90s movie? Uh, Yes, this is a 90s movie. All right, 90s movie that's not action? Not action. Correct. Okay. Um, Would this be considered or fall into the comedy genre? Uh, No. Romance genre? Uh, No, this is not romance. Is this a? Uh, would you say this is a horror movie? Because we have a of a guest from uh, the Wheel of Horror podcast. Is, you could did, classify it as a horror movie. All right, oh. so horror thriller. I'm guessing, guys. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So hold on a second. But no comedy. So like that gets rid of Scream. Gets rid of yeah, that's Freddy Krueger. It's not like dark comedy. Oh, or Child's Play. Still a Scream's still a horror movie just because it has elements of comedy. Okay. All right. So it might be Scream. <laughs> you, that to, might be screwed. I don't want you to write things off. Is it scream? <laughs> yeah. No, wait, hold on a second. Is this hold on, is this movie part of a franchise? Good question. Um I yes, I believe so. There Oh, okay. Hmm. Nineties movie horror thriller kind of oh. movie. Is it paranormal based? Oh yeah, there's a ghost in it. Um, I'd say yes. Oh, okay. I mean, this could be like ten million different films. <laughs> I know. I, here, here's a, here's a good differentiator in in horror. All right, so because horror movies always have a really good idea, really good plot, but they don't always land right. So. Dave, would you say that this movie is highly regarded? Like people enjoy this movie and they tell other people to watch it. Would you say this is a good movie? I would say generally yes. speaking. Okay. I know what it is. And it's a franchise. I know what it is. No, you don't. Stay off a of, stay off a of Google over there. No, I I have a feeling that I know what it is. Um let's see. How do, what do I want to ask? Let me, I'll just I'll just I'll just get it out of the way right now. Is this movie star Bruce Willis? Uh, no. Oh, you're going. Okay. I know yeah. you're thinking. Well, after that, I just realized that was a dumb question and a dumb thought because it's not a part of a franchise. Oh right. I was thinking the Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is uh, your tenth question. You guys are halfway through. Well, oh. is the lead a female? Like the main protagonist that we're rooting for to survive to the end is that a female? Um, I don't, there's there's both males and females that are <laughs> okay. So I it's guess not main like protagonist. One. I guess not one, not one lead. Okay. All right. So like there is a female, but she's it's not like she's a lead. That she's because she's part of a group. Okay. Oh. Uh. Oh. Never mind. Okay. Is this part of the F- Scream franchise by any <laughs> chance? <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> I, just had to, I had to get out of the way. I'm sorry. I wasted. I'll be that quiet. Is, you guys. That is 12. Damn. So we, we have to get it by nar- 20. Yeah. I got to uh-huh. start narrowing it down at this point. Huh? All right. So nineties and we're not allowed to like, I can't look it up. Right. No, I can't look at like nineties mm. films. No looking up. No. no. I get, you want me to run down the questions again? <sighs> I remember uh, them. All right. Not an action, not a comedy, not a romance. Yes, a horror. Yes, it's a, a horror paranormal 
that has both uh, lead females and males in it. In the nineties, it is a good movie. Mm-hmm. And it's hi- There's highly no Bruce known Willis. It's nice. That's the most important. No, no Bruce Willis. <laughs> Damn it. Um, thought I thought I had it pegged. Is it part of the Ring series? Uh, no, it is not. I know. I I was thinking about Damn. that too a little bit, but that might be two thousand. Okay, let's let's just brainstorm some ideas. What what are some movies that this could be? Like, because I'm not even. It's not part of a franchise, though, right? Of anything. It is. Uh, part of it, is. Oh, it is. Was, it is. There was uh, another f- continuation another film of the that yeah, is in okay. this universe. Oh, interesting! In this universe, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Hold on a second. So there's like I'm not Blair Witch. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um. Like Amityville Horror, did that come out in the nineties or was that two thousands? The there was a remake in Ryan the nineties. No, no, that was yeah, two thousands. Was that in the nineties or two thousand? That was two thousand, early two thousands. Yeah, I think it was. I was in college. Um, uh, Dave, is this? Does this movie? Oh wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> is this movie a found footage film? <laughs> oh. Yes, it is. Okay, so we got to be careful because I don't know when Paranormal came out, but it could be Paranormal Blair Activity Witch. was definitely not in the 90s. So it could be Blair Witch. Was it, Blair Witch in the 90s? I 1998, think, 99. I, I think. think so. I was young. So That's a that's a good It fits a, a lot of pull. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, were, dude. I don't know how I got that well, well the, the woman not. it was a woman who was the last survivor right but technically but they... there's her and two dudes that's and true. one by one they get picked off that's true she's just the last one so how could we narrow this down it's found footage and it's in the 90s um i mean and it's part of it just want to make sure i would say does this movie deal with people getting lost in the woods that question that's my question does like the, the the main characters get lost in the woods uh yes they do okay do the honors who wants to do the honors? i'll let justin as our as our special what? guest was it part of the uh blair witch series uh yes this is part of the blair witch series nice nice that was good yeah. the blair witch movie uh, yeah. this was yes the original blair witch project came out in 1990 came out in 1999 Wow! Right, right wow. on the edge okay. there. I, I was hoping to. I was hoping to sneak one in. Wanted to make sure it was horror based, but uh, yeah, I couldn't remember start. if that was late '90s or like a. I didn't think it was that late. I thought it was earlier than that. It was scary. Yeah, but when being it found footage, it was like the yeah, it was the kickoff of kind of like the found footage movies. It kind of, I don't know if there was much before that really. Um, it was like one of the first movies where not seeing anything was scarier. Than actually seeing mm-hmm. something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like nothing actually happened. She was just running through the Not woods seeing all the time. jack shit. We don't yeah. see anything. We never see the witch. All we do is see a fucking ear and some things hanging in the trees. Some and teeth a booger and a hanging from a nose. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> like the greatest part about this movie though is that like people like it was found footage was kind of new back then, so people didn't know like how to react to it. They thought like, it was real. 
yeah, there my was wife like thought rumors it was real that people the... thought it was real. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't real because we're like, what kind of world are we living in where we're taking like footage of people's last moments? I knew it wasn't real, but like I was just like blown away about the genre. I was like, wow, I never thought you could do something like this, but it's genius. A little fact for you guys. I love found footage movies. I've seen many since. Mm-hmm. It's like a I genre like that footage. I like. I enjoy it. I just think it puts like Cloverfield. It just puts you Cloverfield in... was fucking great. Yeah, I, I love Cloverfield. Yeah, I thought it was great. I like, dude. Uh, there's there's some good ones. Um, can't think of them off off the hand, but off the off the hand, uh, off hand. But uh, there's some really good ones out there. Um, check them out. I think they're they're just fun. If you if you like that genre, I think there's some good ones out there. But all right, well that was fun. Field, yeah. That was mm-hmm. I, I good. Think pull, it was Dave. too tough, but I, no know. Blair Witch. I don't even know how I even went down that I, path. But I'm not a not a big horror guy in general. But I was trying to think of something a little deeper that might kind of throw Justin off a little bit. But yeah, it was guys, good. You guys are too sneaky. I thought you were um, wasting guesses on the on the genre, so I was hoping to drag it out a little bit longer, but. Once yeah, you, you gave us some hints. You gave us some good hints too, um, to help us out along the way. But um, all right, well that was fun, uh, Justin. I'm gonna let you just kind of plug away again. If anybody's with us and uh, just kind of like, hey, that was cool. Listen to Justin talk. Where where was he from again? Uh, <laughs> from the Wheel of Horror podcast again, um, on Twitter at Horror Wheel Wheel of Part Podcast uh, Wheel of Horror Podcast dot com, and the Instagram, which is probably the the least popular is wheel of horror as well uh really active on the twitter and can't wait to collab with more podcasts yeah that's an understatement like you are very active on twitter and i love it i always see i'm i'm discovering other content creators and podcasters and all that stuff because of you just retweeting or liking or all that stuff so i i I definitely see the value in Twitter as far as people building a community. So I think that it's really cool. So I would highly encourage people to check out your podcast. So just listening to you and Alec on the couple episodes I have, I love it. I, I like you guys um, kind of go right into the, the content, you know, um, you talk about it kind of like how we would. So I think there is potential that, pe- that people on our podcast would go over to yours and enjoy the content just the same. Um so, but yeah, thanks for coming on the show, dude. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, other than that, I, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Just, I'll just, just go watch a Nolan movie. If you have, if you don't know what to watch, pull out a Nolan flick, <laughs> right? I mean, that's yeah. kind of like a good rule to live by, right? Well, yep. I'll just uh, plug our shit really quick. Uh, you can find us Twitter and Instagram at Nomads of Fantasy. Visit thenomadsoffantasy.com um, and email us nomadsoffantasy at gmail as well and watch Christopher Nolan movies if you don't know what to do and okay exactly you got a solid two and a half hours to kill <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that I think we're out of here right I think so peace out safe travels nomads
Need a volunteer. What happened? Did you hurt him? What happened, Robert? You, sir. Just a rubber ball, yes? Thank you. Just a rubber ball. No. Not normal. Not a normal rubber ball. It's magic. He had a new trick. It was the greatest magic trick I've ever seen. <laughs>